Morning. It's good to be here. My name's Simon Dodge, and um, yeah, thank you for the opportunity to be able to um, share with you this morning. I'm really looking forward to it. This morning, I'm um, going to be talking about something that has enriched my relationship with God more than any other single thing. So let's just start with prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here now. Thank you for your love. Lord, we open our hearts to you this morning. We want to meet with you, and we look forward to you inspiring us and drawing us closer. Amen. Two weeks ago, I was um, running around the, um, on the Port Hills, and I was just going past Castle Rock, and um, oh, thank you. I was going around by Castle Rock, and as I went around the corner, something just caught my eye. Something, something over there. I looked across, and I thought, "What was that?" And I looked, and then there it is—a swallow. Love swallows. Such beautiful birds, aren't they? They're so um, agile and graceful. They're just lovely to watch. And um, as I as I watched and, and reflected, I thought. Um, you know, the way that that swallow just kind of subtly, gently caught my attention is a little bit like the way that the Holy Spirit often does uh, to me. He, something just catches my attention. You know, a little, a little nudge or a little prompting, um, a little thought that pops into your head and you go, what was that? I think that might have been God. And um, the more I have acted on those things, the more I have... Um, I guess, started to, to hear those little promptings, which is great. But sometimes when God really wants to speak to you, he takes a different approach. It's more akin to having a smack around the head with a shovel. <laughs> now, if God smacks you around the head with a shovel, he wants your attention. And um, I was reading in Matthew 7 one day, and Jesus is talking about, um, he said, um, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks will find, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. And as I was reading, I've read that loads of times before, you know. You know, sometimes you can just read things over, and you, it just sort of passes you by. But on this occasion... I got that smack in the head with a shovel. And it was, it was just like God was right there saying, Simon, ask, and it will be given to you. And I was really taken aback. I sat back in my chair and I thought, whoa, I didn't want to make a decision in a hurry. King Solomon asked for wisdom. I didn't want to copy him. <laughs> so I thought, I need a bit of time for this. So I, I put on my running shoes. And um, are we right there, Steve? put on my running shoes, and um, I went for a run. And as I was running along beside the Otu Kaikino stream, which is a beautiful, clear stream which runs through the groins, um, my thoughts formulated, and I thought, I know what I want. So I, um, I looked around to make sure there's nobody coming, and I got down on my knees, and I said, Lord, what I want more than anything else in the world is intimacy with you. I love the word intimacy because it sounds like into me see, which is exactly what it is. 
I'll just put my spade down there, my shovel. It's exactly what it is. It's where you open your heart to someone else and bear all, the good and the bad. And it takes a lot of courage and it takes humility. But when the other person reciprocates and opens their heart to you, then there's this, just this wonderful connection that happens between you that we call intimacy. And God wants intimacy with you. He wants you to open your heart wide to him. And he in turn wants to open his heart wide to you. One of the ways that um, God can um, reveal himself to us in that way is through the Bible. The Bible is um, inspired by God. It's 40 books written by, um, no, 66 books written by 40 authors over about 1,400 years or 1,600 years, something like that. It contains history and poetry, prophecy and statistics. There's letters and there's character studies. There are heroes and villains. There's things that are lovely and there's things that are downright gruesome. And God can speak to you through all of it. The thing is, reading the Bible can be a little bit like eating grass. Now, if you got up in the morning and went out into the paddock next door, full of lush green grass, and just started eating that grass, by morning tea time, or probably before, you would be getting a pretty bad tummy ache. And yet these guys eat grass all day, and look at them. Look at the size of them. How does that work? Well, it works because they ruminate. To ruminate is to, well, what do they do? They, they eat that grass and they chew it and they swallow it down into the first of their four stomachs. And then later on, they'll bring it back up again and they'll chew it over again, chew it over. And then it goes back down into the second stomach and the third stomach and the fourth stomach until finally, when that grass leaves, they've extracted every last little bit of goodness out of it. And that's what we want to do when we read the Bible. Yep. Reading the Bible can also be a little bit like that party game, Pass the Parcel. You know that game where there's, there's a treasure, but it's wrapped up in layers and layers and layers of paper, and the music starts, and if you're lucky, the music stops, and you get to unwrap one layer, and then the music starts again, and off it goes. You know you're not going to see it again. You just want somehow to be able to stop the music so that you can just unwrap all of the layers and get down to the treasure. Well, I found a way to stop the music and unwrap the treasure. And I've discovered the secret of ruminating, and it is soap. There it is there. Scripture, observation, application, prayer. Today, I'm, uh, we're not just going to hear about soap, but we're actually going to do it right here in the service. I'm going to tell you what it is, and how to use it, and how to find intimacy with God through soap. Here to help you today is the Holy Spirit. Because you know what? When you read the Bible, you don't just want to learn about God. You actually want to meet God. That's what it's about. The Holy Spirit is your own personal teacher. 
and encourager and guide. And he will bring the pages of the Bible alive to you as you read. So don't start reading without him. All right. Let's go through it, shall we? First. Um, first, pause. Oh, there is such power in a pause, isn't there? Just to stop oh, and breathe and just kind of clear thoughts and focus. So pause and pray. Maybe something like this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you're here with me now. I open my heart to you. I pray that you would um, reveal yourself to me as I read. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Something like that. Isn't that nice? You can almost feel God's there already, you know, and you haven't even started reading yet. Um, Okay, so pause and pray. Next, you're going to start reading the passage that you've decided you're going to read. doesn't matter how big it is or how small it is. You're going to read and you're going to fish. Now, when you go fishing, um, at least this is what I used to do when I used to go fishing. I had my sinker and a couple of hooks with a bait on it. I'd cast it out and then just wind it in a little bit. And then I'd put my finger on the line. Okay, so you've got the rod here and you've got the fishing line and it just sit on my finger, you know? And then you'd wait. And then maybe you just get a little wee, a little wee tiny sort of a feeling on, on the line. You think, is that something nibbling on my hook? I don't know. Or sometimes you'd get a, whoa, that was a bite. There's definitely a fish down there. And just very occasionally, though not often enough, you get this, whoa, something grabs hold of your line and it's gone. That's like the smack in the head with a shovel. But, but the thing is, when you're reading, when you start reading, you are wanting to fish, just like that. You're listening because the Holy Spirit is going to prompt you. He's going to give you something in that passage. He's going to just quicken it to you. And it might be something subtle. You get to a verse and just somehow it just stands out a little bit to you. Or it might be a, whoa, that verse, is, I so like that verse. Or that word just really stands out to me. Or you know, there's something about it that really strikes you as, you as you read it. Occasionally you might get the old smack in the head, which is awesome. Okay, so that is your S. That's, this, that's the S for your scripture. So continue reading the whole passage, but when you uh, finished, um, uh, write down that verse or that, that little bit that stuck out to you on your piece of paper, or if you're like me, you just copy it and paste it, because I do it on my iPad. <laughs> All right, so that's your S. Right, now we go down to the O, which is observation. This is the part where you ponder and ruminate and ask God for insight. What do I observe? What thoughts come to mind? What stands out? And now you start typing or writing. And this is where the magic happens. You know, there is something about writing down the thoughts that come to you. I don't know what it is, but somehow things that are just floating around out there start to find the order on your page, and it sort of starts to unfold. And I often get to the end of a soap, and I look at it, and I, I can't believe what, what I've just written down, because at the beginning, I had no idea that that was coming. And, and that also just reminds me back, um, that's better. Uh, when you're fishing, if, if a verse stands out and you think, 
well, that sort of stands out a little bit, but what on earth would God want to speak to me from that about? Don't ignore that. You know, when you're fishing and you get a fish on your line, you don't know what that fish is until you've wound it in. Well, think about it like this. Imagine an archaeologist, and he's, he's walking along in the desert, and as he's walking along, he sort of um, trips over something, and he could just carry on walking, but instead he, he looks back and thought, what was that? And he just sort of starts to brush the, the sand away, and there's just something sticking out of the, of the sand, and that's interesting. He takes his shovel, and he starts to shovel the sand away, and the more he shovels and digs, the more he finds, and this is starting to look interesting. And you know what? That could be some wonderful artefacts that he could take home, or it might even be the top of a building of a house which is at the top of a buried city. You see, you don't know what it is until you've started digging, so don't discount anything that um, stands out to you when you're reading. Just write it down and then let the Holy Spirit unfold it to you. So, observations, they can be both general or personal. They can be um, big picture stuff or small detail. Now, this camera here goes from really wide to really long. And what that means is that you can have a wide angle, big picture view, a bit like this one up here. Yes, that's on Mount Arthur, uh, Gordon's Pyramid. And... Um, and so God often wants to show you something that is, that is big and vast. But then you can zoom right in on some small detail like this one here. You know, God is the God of the big, but he's also the God of the small detail. And I reckon that there's often so much beauty in the small detail. So be open to those things. What else comes into your mind as you read? Um, maybe... Something that you're writing makes you think of a verse that you know from somewhere else. So pull it in. If you don't know where, where the verse is, just put a couple of keywords in the search bar on your, on your Bible app and you'll find it in no time. Or maybe it's just a word that you really like and you might just look up some other verses that have that word in it. Bring them in and write them down. You know, maybe if a particular word stands up, you can look up its definition in the dictionary. Or on my iPad, I just push on the word and then a little thing comes up with copy and paste and one of the things is define and you can get a dictionary definition right there. And um, here's one that popped out to me when I was reading about God was talking about the Sabbath and how he wanted us to be refreshed. And I just looked, the word refresh stood out and I looked it up and I got that, to breathe. Passively, to be breathed upon. Or figuratively, to be refreshed as if by a current of air. And I took from that, God wants me to breathe and be breathed upon. You know, he's concerned about my physical rest and refreshment, but also my spiritual and um, emotional and mental um, refreshment. To breathe and be breathed upon, that became the title of my soap. So, it's amazing what God can teach you through the dictionary. Yep. <laughs> okay. So that's the scripture, the observation. Now we get to um, uh, the application. We'll just tick that back over. Um, how should I respond to this? How does this apply to me? What do you want me to know, Lord? What do you want me to do? Now, 
when you get to the apply, can you just tell me, what is that? I. This is a very important word when you get to the apply. When you apply, use the letter I. Because you can easily just say, we, we should, we should do this, or you could say something like, we can trust God to supply our needs. But that's sort of a bit out there somewhere, you know? But if you change that we to an I, it sounds different. I can trust God to supply my needs. I can trust God to supply my needs. I is just such an important word in, the, um, in that part, so get into the habit of it. When you apply, use the word I. All right, the final thing there is a prayer, and I usually just write a very short prayer. It's a sentence or two long. And, um, but also I just like to just rest a little while and just kind of soak in, what I've, in what's happened in, in that time together with God. Finally, give your soap a title. It's great to have a title. Sometimes you'll come up with some awesome things and it means you can go back and find them very easily when they've got a title. If you're like me, you like to be a little bit arty and I, I'm doing it on my iPad, so I just drag in a photograph to go with it because I like looking at pictures and it makes it look nice. <laughs> Sometimes I remember the soap because I, I've got a mental image of the soap with the picture in it, so that can be quite useful, actually. Okay. Right. So that's, that's pretty much soap. It's so simple, but it's so profound, and we're going to do it. We're gonna, I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you 17 minutes to do your very own soap on Psalm 23. Now, hopefully when you came in, you might have either picked up a piece of paper and a pen. If you didn't, there's some on the table just at the back there. Or you can use your phone or your iPad or your tablet, whatever you've got with you, the notebook, um, whatever you like. I'll just give you a quick recap of those things before you start. Where am I? Okay, first, pause. And pray. Then read the whole psalm, but look for the bit that stands out and write that down. Then do your soap, and remember when you get to the apply, but when you apply, use the word I. And then finally, um, give it a title. Are you with me? Yep. You know, I reckon, I really believe that God is going to give you something this morning, every one of you. So, yeah, let's just open our minds, open our hearts, and um, I'm going to give you 17 minutes. All right? There's some little cards with, that, with the soap, just that summary of SOAP and what they are. Also at the back, if you want one of those, I can hand some around. Um, all right. For some of you that went way too slow and you were finished about 10 minutes ago. For others of you, you need to go home and spend another three quarters of an hour finishing it off. And that's the cool thing about soap. It can be short or it can be long. It just depends on how much time you've got. Now, um, I really hope that God um, was that something um, you were able to meet with God somehow in that exercise. And uh, what I'm actually going to do now is I'm going to ask you to do something a little bit brave. I'm going to ask you to get into groups of three or maybe two if that's more convenient, <clears throat> and um, share your soap with the other person. Now, if you've written down something that's quite personal or private, then that's fine. You don't have to, you don't have to disclose that. But, um, but can I just encourage you to, to 
you know, be brave and just share what God's said to you because, you know, we're all looking at the same psalm, but probably God has said, um, you know, 150 different things today to you, just depending on what he wants to say to you. Um, so, do you want to do that? I'll give you, I'll give you um, well, as well as sharing the soap, once you get to the end of that, you know, often at the end of a soap, if, if there's something that's come out, you'll think, wow, I just really want to um, thank God about that. And when you do it together in a wee group, then you can have your own little kind of worship time, you know? You can, you can have a little, a little wee prayer time or, and just thank God for those things that have come out. So that's what I want you to do. I want you to share your soaps with each other and then have a little time of um, kind of prayer together. And then I'll call you back. You've just got a few minutes, five minutes or six minutes or so. You know, I just find this so good. It's actually so good to do it together because you can really encourage and teach one another. And in um, uh, Colossians, uh, Colossians 3.16, I, I think it is, it says... Um, um, uh, Something about teaching. I've just forgotten it off the top of my head now. You know, um, let us teach and, and, uh, and admonish one another with all wisdom. You know, we can actually teach one another with the stuff that God teaches to us. And the other thing is that, you know, if we're used to someone else preparing the food for us all the time, we just turn up and say, well, I wonder what's going to be on the menu today. Um, you know, you're just reliant on everyone else. But this way, you are actually preparing the food yourself, or at least at least the Holy Spirit is, and you're, you're kind of learning to feed yourself. It's a really wonderful thing. You can strengthen yourself and build yourself up. And, and the other amazing thing about that is that when you meet together with other people, you've got so much more to give. It's like your pantry is full of food, and, and when there are guests, you, know, you just want to open it and share some of the stuff that God's been teaching you. Um, it's, it's, really, um, it's really amazing. It's not the sort of thing that you, you'll just get the first time, and I really want to encourage you to, to actually practice this, to go home or maybe set yourself a challenge to do one of these a week or, or, or more. If you can do one a day, that's awesome. I've never ever managed that myself. And to be honest, I've had seasons where I've done heaps of them and other seasons where I haven't done nearly as many as I would have liked. But that's a bit like eating as well, isn't it? You know, you don't spend all day eating like cows. You eat a meal and then you go and do something else for a while. So it's okay. On the other hand, there is daily bread, you know, so there's a whole lot of metaphors that we could bring in about that. But, um, you know, just as often as you can, and don't feel guilty if, um, you know, that's just the devil saying, oh, you didn't read your Bible today. You're a bad person. Bollocks. <laughs> I'm still full from yesterday. <laughs> Now, uh, um, sometimes when you go fishing, can I, yeah, you might cast out your line, and you know what, you might not get any bites. And if you don't get a bite, you don't get any fish. But that's okay. It's okay if you don't get something. Because it's nice to be able to just sit on the jetty with God and just kind of enjoy the time together. So don't worry if that happens. Um, it's all part of the fun. Seems we've got a little bit of time left up our sleeve. Um, I want to just um, point out another way that God can speak to us, not just through the Bible, because God has created 
such beauty in this universe. And if you study it and observe it and, and reflect on it, there's so much that God can teach you through what he has made. Romans 1.20 says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood from what he has made. And we can look at things and we can apply this exact same principle. Lord, what are you saying to me through this? What do I observe? And, and how does this apply to me? Just like that little example I gave of the swallow. You know, that was just when I was out for a run. I wasn't reading my Bible, but God just, just reminded me of how he was working in my life. And, and it was really nice. And so, for example, that picture there. I'm going to give you a minute. And you can either write something down or just think about it. But... Um, just ask, Lord, um, what, what have you got to encourage me with from this picture? Do it now. The head. Strength. I got small people can accomplish big things with God. I thought that if whichever God will be with me, whichever path I choose. Mm-hmm. Any more? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We could we could keep going. It's so much fun. <laughs> At least I think it is anyway. Okay, so now some of you um, may be in the habit of reading your Bible regularly, but some of you might not be. And you might think, well, if I'm going to do this, where actually do I start reading? Now, I haven't got time to go into that in great detail now, but um, one thing you can do, you can look, if you Google E100, which is short for Essential 100 Bible Reading Plan PDF, then you will find something like the next slide, like that, you might have to click on images and it'll pop up in there. And that is 100 Bible readings starting from the beginning of the Old Testament right through to the end of Revelation, which give you a really great overview of the Bible. Um, and um, it's not the whole Bible, but it's like a little top 100, you know? So that's a really good place to start. Scripture Union used to do these, but they don't print them anymore, so you have to go hunting for them. There's actually an E150 I found as well. So if you just go back to that previous slide, if you just Google, if you want to do that, actually I'll write it on a piece of paper and stick it on that table out there. E100 Bible Reading Plan PDF, you'll find it. <clears throat> I use seven loops. Seven bits of the Bible, I've divided it up, and on, on this day I'll read in that loop, and then the next time I read, I'll read in that loop, and so on. And I go right through the seven, so I'm kind of going Old New, Old New Testament right to the end. And then when I've finished, I go back and I just pick it up where I left off on the, on the first loop. So I'm always kind of reading in different places in the Bible and um, 
You know, if you find yourself in the middle of like a genealogy or something, something really complicated and not very exciting, <laughs> don't worry, tomorrow you'll be in the middle of the Gospels and so it's a balanced diet. <laughs> you, can, um, you can find a little bit more about that if you want to look at a blog that I have, which I haven't added to for a few years, but it's still there. And if, can you just spin to the last, that one there, sneakingoffwithgod.com. And there's also a whole bunch of soaps that I've done in the past that you might want to have a look at there. All right. Um, also coming up, there is a four-day, uh, four-week course called Finding Intimacy with God Through Soap. And um, essentially, that's covering what we've been looking at today, but it's over four Monday nights starting the week after Easter and um, just goes into it in more depth and helps you to get into a bit of a habit of it so that it can be an, an ongoing thing for you. So you're welcome to sign up for that if you would like. That's all I've got to say, I think. So thank you. And um, can, I just, can I just speak a blessing over you? I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless you with soft, open hearts. I bless you with um, an intimacy with God in your times with him. And, yeah, may, may God just fill you with his love afresh and um, draw him closer, draw you closer to himself. In Jesus' name. Amen.